Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian Talk Radio. We like to think it'll be the most impactful hour that you've had as a marketplace believer ever before. As you've tuned into the I Work Ram show, just want to make sure that you know that behind the scenes, Ace Andrews always wearing his cape. So that people don't know who's behind the scenes, but he'll be engineering the show today. You know, every day we talk with guests that help us understand the paradigm shift in our minds that we must take as we take on the marketplace every day. As we recognize that our workplace is our mission field, as we recognize that in that mission field, you and me may be the only Jesus our coworkers and employees may ever meet. It doesn't matter what you do. You could be an attorney, a banker, a used car salesman, an electrician, a plumber, a teacher, a preacher. All of you have a high calling. All of you. It doesn't matter what your position is. And because your calling is so high, our Heavenly Father's laid a passion on your heart, and He wants to equip you and give you the tools that you need to bring your faith into the workplace effectively. And we've just created this little reminder. It's called the I Work For Him Nation. We're asking Christ followers around the world, and many have joined from around the world, to make this pledge. To pledge to start praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. To look for ways to, to serve those that you work alongside. To look for ways to befriend those that you work with each and every day, because that will give you an opportunity to really share who Jesus is and the impact is made on your life. And that you, as a member of the I Work For Him Nation, would also look for ways to pray with people. On days that you notice they're just having a rough day, and you say, hey, what's going on? And they share, and then you say, hey, can I pray with you about that? But all along, members of the I Work For Him Nation and serious Christ followers who want to make an impact in the marketplace, they're people of excellence. That no matter what they do, they do it really well. All for the glory of the Lord, knowing that it's the Lord, Christ, whom they serve. Romans 12, 2 talks about the paradigm shift in our minds. It must happen. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. There's a lot of incredible marketplace ministry organizations out there in the United States of America. And we've highlighted really a couple hundred of them on the I Work For Him show. And for years, I've been trying to get in front of the leaders of the Fellowship for Companies for Christ International. Today, the president and CEO, Terrence Chapman, is joining us today. Terrence, welcome to I Work For Him. Jim, thanks so much. I'm so excited to be here. And 
looking forward to spending some time with you. You know, the listeners out there, you know, FCCI is one of those, you're, you're kind of a quiet organization. You're not out there you know, broadcasting nationwide, telling everybody about what you guys are doing. But what you guys are doing is such an impactful. And, and i got to tell you, I learned, I loved the books that you sent me to give away. I read one of them and underlined it and highlighted it. But the book, A Walk in the Market, really that story of FCCI, it was so powerful. I can't wait for people to hear that story. And we're really excited about you guys coming here to Sarasota. And and really, that's right around the corner, the 18th to the 22nd. you got to be excited about come down here so you can sweat. You know, we are. It's, it's, it's going to be a wonderful uh, conference. It's our 37th annual conference, and uh, we're probably one of the longest uh, customers for the Ritz-Carlton uh, having these conferences. We'll have uh, international business leaders uh, from all around the world. We'll have uh, uh, at least 450, 500-plus uh, attending, all executive leaders and, and uh, from different parts. So we're excited. that We have some great speakers. Uh, we'll have some great uh, breakout sessions to make those speakers' uh, talks uh, come alive. Uh, and, and integrate those into a real workable, uh, applicable plan. And so I'm excited about that. Uh, but I think the greatest way to describe this conference is going to be building relationships uh, with others. And, uh, you know, the, the CEO job is a very lonely, isolated job, Jim. Uh, it's a calling in our space, uh, but it's, it's isolated. I mean, who are we going to go and complain to? Uh, our board, our, our staff, you know, our employees, our customers. So it's an isolated job. And, and sometimes we need to lean on another and iron shoppers iron. So I'm excited about the conference side about being there. Yeah, I'm excited about it too. I, I can't wait to hear the results of the stuff that comes out of there. And we'll, we'll talk more about that after we get past the break. But let's just talk about right now. I love to ask this question of my guests because I want people to hear how Jesus is working in other people's lives. You know, I've noticed that my Heavenly Father really likes to get involved in the intimate details of my life. Terrence, how have you noticed the Lord working in those intimate details in your life recently? You know, it's it's uh, the Lord's. It's a process uh, in all of our lives as we become uh, uh, more and more like Him, and uh, we'll never complete that process as long as we're on this side of heaven. But uh, but we are a work in progress, you know, and uh, we are His workmanship, and uh, and He will complete the work that He's done. Uh, you know, every day uh, as I go to His Word and and seek His will. Uh, I've learned to, 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 it's not my plan, it's not my will be done, it's his plan be done, and it's to reduce me more and more and to seek his good and perfect will. And so each day I walk into the office and I ask the question, Lord, what would you have us to do today? Uh, and that's a different approach. You know, when I was at a Coca-Cola or different places, I would ask, uh, you know, what, what do we need to do today in order to meet certain numbers and, and, and certain anal, anal, uh, you know, analytics uh, uh, goals and so forth? But now I'm saying, Lord, what would you have us to do? How would you like us to, you know, move forward? Let us pray and let us take every major decision or issue uh, to the throne and uh, let him speak uh, through his word and through others. Uh, what that might look like. So just the way I approach my day change, has changed uh, from, from little to small. We're talking today with Terrence Chapman. He's the president and CEO of FCCI, the Fellowship of Companies for Christ International. And this is an organization that you can find online at FCCI.org. They've got an annual conference, and it's upcoming here in Sarasota, which is why I want to reach out to these guys and say, hey, you're in my neighborhood. Let's talk about the upcoming conference, because maybe there's some business leaders here in Tampa Bay they wouldn't have to pay for travel expenses, but could drive right out there to the Ritz-Carlton on, it's at Longboat Key. I mean, I know it's Sarasota, but it's right across from one of the keys, isn't it, Terrence? 
It sure is at the uh, Ritz-Carlton there, and I uh, hope uh, many of your uh, listeners attend. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. We're looking forward to just hearing the results. We all want to dig deeper into our faith and figure out how to connect it to our workplace. I was talking with a pastor today, and he's like, Jim, this is such a dire need, and the church is really struggling with how to do it. And that's what this radio show is for, to try to give the people sitting in the pews the ideas they can take to their pastors. So, Terrence, talk to me about how did you first become a Christ follower? That's a great question. You know, my, there's a, I always think about it, a life before Christ. How did I come to Christ and my life after Christ? And so uh, I grew up in, in, a, in a home that certainly uh, uh, taught who, who God was, who Christ is, and, and uh, about our sinful nature and about uh, Christ as a Redeemer. Uh, so I grew up early on uh, understanding that and, and uh, uh, you know, listening to um, uh, the truth and, and what faith is. Uh, but I would say, uh, you know, I, uh, just like anyone else, I probably wasn't walking or totally understood uh, my role and what it meant to be a Christ follower and to be salt and light. And so um, uh, as I l- listened to that and really kind of understood uh, more about his truth, and it, it happened in this way, my wife had challenged me, uh, do I have a personal relationship with the Father? She you knows a Christian, but do I have a personal relationship? And, and, and I had to you know, really seek the answer to that. Uh, and so I began to really get into God's Word on a regular basis. Uh, and the first year, I just wanted to examine, God, who are you? And I read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, just really with a deep, I wanted to gain a deep understanding and revelation as to what that meant and who he was. The second year, I read again from Genesis to Revelation, asking, well, then, who am I? And uh, when an individual sees his depravity, his sinful nature, uh, he quickly understands he needs a Savior. Uh, the third year, then, I, it took me to a study of the Bible in Genesis to Revelation, asking the question, well, then, Jesus, I, I, I know who you are, but I, I want to have this personal relationship with you. I, I reveal things to me that I've never heard before and seen before. And that was just such a rich uh, year. And then the fourth year, uh, again, reading Genesis, Revelation, God, what would you have me to do? So my faith came early, uh, around 12, uh, through my parents and through the church and so forth, uh, uh, through God calling uh, himself into my life and and reading his truth. But my deeper understanding came after this series, this, this four to five years of just deep study and asking him, what would you have me to do at the, at the end? Interesting enough, he says, I can't use you at all. And I was just crushed by it. What do you mean you can't use me? You know, here I am, I, you know, a child of, uh, of yours and so forth. He says, I can't use you at all. I, and, I, and I really learned three, four things, really. He says, I can't use you the way that you are today. I need a humble you. I need a, a, a you who are willing to sacrifice, surrender, and, and have great dependency. And know that I am sovereign. I, I love you, and I am sovereign. I am Lord. And I need and I need to be put in the right position, and that position is that he's first. He says, "Seek me first, and the kingdom of God." And so, uh, and, and so that changed my life dramatically. Uh, and so, how I came to Christ uh, is through my parents, through reinforcement of God's word, uh, challenged by a statement in my uh, from my wife, and then it was reinforced by my local church and 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 others uh, in my life and Bible study fellowship and so forth. And my life has changed dramatically forever. Well, and you highlighted some very powerful things. First of all, a lot of Christ followers don't really know what the Bible has to say. 
And, and you went intentionally with asking questions, and you read from cover to cover. And you went back and he asked another question. You went from cover to cover. And even after five times through, you're like, I'm still seeing things before I'd never seen before. But it's just that you can't really know our Heavenly Father until you start to read the 1,500 pages that he read and has sent to us over 1,500 years, written by 40 people in, in five different countries, whatever it is. I mean, it's just, it's amazing, that message. And it's fantastic how the Lord, how you heard the Lord when you asked him that question, Hey, what do you want me to do? He's like, I can't use you. And, and, and really what he was saying is, listen, you're going to go through some adversity. And that adversity is going to shape, change your shape from who you are to who I can use. And that's a tough lesson to learn as a Christ follower, because there's a lot of churches out there saying, hey, come follow Jesus. Your life's going to be perfect. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and so there's a part where we would call, you know, the old justification when we come to salvation in relationship with Christ. So it's a relationship. And and uh, and so there, and then we, we have this process. We're just now getting on the starting line. If you think about the Olympics, you know, you made it to the Olympics, but you, you still have to run the race, right? And so the race we call sanctification is this process of becoming more and more like Christ. And so that, that my, my parents, I would say, celebrated a justification when I came to faith. I didn't have a clear understanding. I did understand I was a sinner. I understood sin. Uh, there's no way if you can, in my opinion, you can be redeemed without understanding your depravity. So uh, the sinful nature, we some of us don't want to talk about, but we have to. Uh, it's kind of the old need solution in business. If you don't have a need or don't know you need it, that you have a need, you'll never seek a solution for the need. And so in this case, I, I didn't understand completely the need that I had. Uh, he was my certainly my Savior, but I didn't know him as my Lord. I was still trusting mankind and the world and me as that self-righteous person, and I had to understand it could never be achieved that way. And I grew up under what I would call performance theology, and I had to learn grace and Christ's righteousness versus performance in my righteousness. It was, a, it was a huge shift in my life. I think a lot of us had to learn that exact same thing. We're talking today with Terrence Chapman. He is the president and CEO of FCCI, the Fellowship of Companies for Christ International. And there's a reason the name, that's what it stands for, as opposed to Fellowship of Christian Companies for International. Because you know what? A company can't be Christian. I read that in a book somewhere. But you can find out more about FCCI while you as a business leader should get involved in this organization. Find out online at FCCI.org. FCCI.org. Okay, so the Lord, you, you start seeking the Lord, you start reading through the Bible. How did the Lord lead you from your, uh, your career? How did he lead you to be the president and CEO of FCCI? That's a great question. I couldn't even spell FCCI five years ago. <laughs> and, uh, so, yeah, I grew up in corporate America, companies like Johnson, Johnson, Citibank, Coca-Cola. And, you know, I, uh, you know my, my goal was to go through corporate America and retire, you know, and, and that was it, whatever that meant, right? Uh, and then uh, the Lord uh, took me into my own business uh, for 10 years. Year four of the 10, he was just doing a special work in my life. I thought he was calling me in the pastoral, but I didn't want to be a pastor. I'm a businessman. And I love business. I, I've been doing it all my life. My first business I started when I was in, in the age of six. And so I love business. And, I, you know, there's this idea of business and ministry of business and faith. It's just like vinegar and oil. It didn't, it didn't make sense to me. Uh, in fact, that's why I started to sell my businesses uh, to go into either seminary school or mission work. Cause that's what it meant to me in terms of uh, me being a priest in the marketplace. It didn't exist. So... Um, as I was beginning to go through this process and seek what the Lord was was to use me uh, and the work that he had called me to do, 
a good friend of mine, Doug Hunter, who was my predecessor, was uh, uh, president and CEO of FCCI. He was transitioning. We're on the same prayer team. And so uh, he called me up and said, hey, would you be in prayer for me? I said, absolutely. One thing led to another. I'm, uh, next day I know I'm interviewing for FCCI, and about six months later, uh, after much prayer and, and seeking uh, God's Word and wisdom and so forth, uh, talking with the founder, uh, Bobby Mitchell, I ended up joining FCCI. Uh, never had the clue that I would ever be part of, a, of an FCCI organization or a nonprofit. Uh, it was never my desire, never my dream, uh, but yet uh, the Lord knew the work that he had already designed for me to do. So talk to our listeners then about what FCCI is all about. Yeah, you know, FCCI, what attracted me is, is probably the same thing it would be attracting to your, your leaders. The Fellowship of Companies for Christ International is about equipping and encouraging Christian business leaders, and it could be CEOs, exec, you know, executives, entrepreneurs, uh, to integrate these these biblical truths, these principles into their life, uh, not just work, but in their life and where they live, work, play, and worship, all aspects of life. But we focus on the marketplace. We focus on business. Uh, and so how do you integrate faith into work, into your business, so that the culture of that business uh, is being transformed by the principles that's in these 66 books that we, that we have? And God has given us direction in terms of how to live it out. In fact, uh, one of our earlier founders uh, uh, discovered, Larry Paquette, discovered over 3,200 biblical principles that apply to day-to-day work. And we uh, now have one of the largest libraries of resources in the world for business leaders, and we're now teaching those principles to executive leaders. uh, And they take that and say, this is how you run a company in a way that glorifies him, with a greater purpose. It has more of an eternal purpose than temporal purpose. And so that's what we do is we equip them, we encourage them, uh, we put them together with other leaders so that they can iron can sharpen iron, and we encourage them to live life together and to serve all decisions up to the Lord through prayer and many other things. Well, and you guys really draw together a lot of different marketplace organizations for the because you're all involved in the same ministry. You're just trying to encourage serious Christ following in in the marketplace, which is really a battle, because the marketplace doesn't say, hey, bring your Christianity here that says, leave it at home. So how, we only got about 30 seconds before we take a break, how, by going to the conference in Sarasota here on the 18th to the 22nd, how are they going to be impacted? What's going to be the biggest impact they can expect? Yeah, number one, they're going to be, there's going to be some key uh, topics discussed and some some issues that they're dealing with today in their in their business life uh, that we're going to be discussing. Number two, they're going to walk away with at least 27 takeaways that they can apply to their everyday business life today, tomorrow, and and three years from now that will impact their life and their business. 27. That's a big guarantee. I like that. We're talking today with Terrence Chapman. He's the president and CEO of FCCI, the Fellowship of Companies for Christ International. These guys work a lot behind the scenes. They're really investing in executives and leaders and entrepreneurs around the globe and and helping them. But this is not a new organization. What's really cool is I got, because of our guest today, Terrence Chapman, he's the president and CEO of FCCI. He sent me a couple of books about the story of the Fellowship of the Companies for Christ International. And it was written by Bobby Mitchell, one of the original founders. And wow, the people that were involved in getting this organization started, they're all the headliners. I mean, these are some big people. Terrence, welcome back to I Work For Him. 
Oh, thanks. Glad to be back. You know, I, 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 when you sent me this book, I'm like, okay, wow, this is going to be like a history book, which I don't mind history, but I was fascinated by this story and by the people that were involved at the ground level in FCCI 40-plus years ago and by the amazing level of humility in these guys as they started this because 40 years ago when they got this idea, hey, maybe we should do this, nobody had anything written anywhere about marketplace ministry. No, you're exactly right. You know, it's just uh, beggars, uh, you know, begging for more bread. And, uh, you know, entrepreneurs, they're builders. And and what was taking place is Bobby Mitchell uh, was given a book by his grandmother called In His Steps. Oh, yeah. And In His Steps uh, was was about uh, quickly about an evangelist who was challenging his congregation to live their life for one year. Uh, but before they make any decision, they would ask one question, what would Jesus do? And one of the characters in this book was a businessman. And so Bobby, uh, grandmother, gave him that book, and he read it, and he, and he focused on this businessman that was leading his company in a way that uh, before every decision, the question was asked, what would Jesus do? And as Bobby began to search himself as a young man, he was about 28, 29 years old, he discovered that he was not leading his company with integrity. Not the integrity we may think of, but an integrity that was Christ-following, that was Christ-led, that was, uh, had a different set of standards than the world may put in place. And as he began to seek help, he couldn't find it. Uh, and so like any entrepreneur, what do you do? You build it. And so uh, he started to seek other men with the same passion, the same desire. Uh, they invited uh, 84 guys to, to come to a, a meeting. Twelve showed up, and seven became the founders of FCCI. And there were some, some who's who's. Uh, yeah, they're, they're uh, who's yeah, who's the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, Larry Burkett, you already dropped that name. Yeah. But yeah. Bruce Wilkinson, I love the fact to say, hey, Bruce, we don't have anything written on this. Can you go ahead and develop some <laughs> curriculum? You know, and it was so amazing. You know, the first conference, they, they, the first conference they launched, and Bruce was, was asked to come and speak and, and share. And so uh, here's, here's an amazing story, God's story. Bruce has all this preparation. He's ready to speak in two, three days and so forth. And he stopped the first day in the middle of things and said, listen, everything I prepared, now that I truly understand what I'm going to talk about, everything I prepared is wrong. <laughs> I need to go back, rewrite all of this stuff, uh, because I had no idea what I was even talking about. And he says, I want to meet in about six weeks when I have the same conference, invite, invite the same people out, and I want to do this all over again. And uh, it was the most, and so, but what he did do, he called everybody to the front and said, let's just bathe this entire time in prayer. And so that's what they did. Uh, the first conference was cut off midway through the conference. They just prayed out the rest of the conference. Launched the second conference six weeks later, <laughs> and and that started the journey for uh, FCCI. Amazing, and, amazing story. And really, a bigger journey than that. It really started the journey for marketplace ministry in the United States of America. Oh, really? Did. And, and really, what's amazing is that book that you talk about in his steps, written by Charles Sheldon in mm-hmm. 1896. A book I have read and given given away hundreds of times. It, it, and I've talked about it many times on the air because that book, well, I mean, a lot of people didn't realize that what was behind the WWJD. Well, it was that book, mm-hmm. but it was written in 1896 and the WWJD thing came out in the 90s. You're like, people are like, that's a really great idea. That's a new idea. No, it was 100 years old already. 
but the, the asking that question, the simplicity of asking that question is, is so powerful. What would Jesus do? But as these guys, Bruce Wilkinson and Larry Burkett and Bobby Mitchell and the other guys on the founding partners of FCCI, these are guys that laid the groundwork now for thousands of marketplace ministries around the globe. I mean, it, it's, you guys, they were the launching point. Oh, it, really, it was a, it was an amazing time, and it continues to be a, a great time for us. And guys like Bobby Mitchell and, and just you know business guys coming together, talking about the issues uh, uh, of the business and challenges that a business person faces, uh, and then having a, a group who could come alongside and walk with them and and share and learn together and grow together. Uh, we call it life on life uh, together. It has changed guys like Bobby Mitchell's life. And to think about his company, Applied Ceramics, which has now been around for years, 40, 50 years, almost five decades or so, uh, to see him leading the company in such a way that it's it's glorifying the Lord through what he does and how he does it and how he thinks about doing it uh, has impacted thousands and thousands of lives over the last 50 years. And so uh, we're just humbled by that. Uh, and I wanted Bobby to capture those stories uh, and put them on paper because he had them all up in his head, you know, and he's sure. telling all these great stories every time we meet. And he's still the, the chairman today of, of the uh, board. And so I get a chance to sit down with him on a regular basis and pick his brain and hear all these great stories. I said, listen, you got to put this stuff on paper because I don't want him dying with you. And so he did that. And, and, and uh, it's just been touching people all around the world. You know, Terrence, really just tell people why they should read this book, because I read it and I was moved, like I said, by the humility of the people involved. But why do you think they should read this story? You know, there's over uh, uh, 14 to 18 testimonials of real uh, people uh, telling their story about how the Lord moved in their life, uh, how they then took those principles and applied them in business. Uh, and how they were able to really deal with some challenges and struggles, but yet uh, give their company over to the Lord. Uh, the fact is that the, that the Lord is the owner of the business. We have been given an awesome responsibility to steward it. And these men tell the stories, and, and ladies, tell the stories of how the Lord was moving in them and through them uh, to transform their life and business. It's a wonderful read. It's a short read. I think they'll really enjoy it. And there'll be some takeaways, some applications that they can apply to their everyday life and business. Terrence, as we go to a break here in about a minute, we've got a conference coming up in, at the end of September, the 18th through the 22nd, right in Sarasota. you got about a minute, really quick, tell, tell people why they should be coming. Well, they should come uh, if they want to meet other Christian business owners from around the world. That's one reason to come. Uh, if they want to have great speakers, that's another reason to come. If they want to have great application, walk-away interaction, they should come. But more importantly, they should come to, to hear the testimonials and the stories of how the Lord is working in their life. And here's the kicker. We want them to have a personal encounter with the kingdom of God. That's what they're going to experience in Sarasota. And you and, and he earlier guaranteed, Terrence Chapman did, that you'll come away with 27 takeaways. Find out more online at FCCI.org. That's FCCI.org. Terrence, as we look at this upcoming conference, why don't we just step back for a minute and talk about the ministry of FCCI. What are some of the things that you guys do on an annual basis and during the year to help equip and encourage Christian business leaders? Yeah, so 
One, we have our annual conference that we'll get more into in a second. Uh, secondly, uh, we have regional conferences that equip and encourage Christian business owners uh, and leaders. Uh, so those, that's kind of one thing. But the heartbeat of FCCI is our what we call our business leadership groups. They meet on a weekly basis. Uh, they're the life-on-life groups. They're, they're meeting for an hour and a half. They're going deep. They're talking about real business issues and challenges, and they're examining uh, biblical principles to address those challenges and issues. We're not a Bible study. We're a business organization, and so we talk about business issues. But the truth that we're learning and that we're applying come from the best 66 books that have ever been written. And so uh, we look at what, what are these biblical principles? How do we apply them to our life? How do we apply them to our business so that we can think and do business with a different set of values? We help uh, Christian business owners develop uh, their business plan, a faith-based uh, business plan. We help them to actually execute that plan, uh, and we also help them to live their life out in such that it's honoring and glorifying to the Father. Uh, we primarily, so that's, that's the second thing we do is our business leadership groups. Uh, the third is that we uh, provide them with probably some of the best resources in the world uh, for business leaders. And to be quite candid, whether you're Christian or not, they're, they're really outstanding tools and materials uh, that we provide. And uh, they're on our website. Uh, we are a membership organization. So you have to become a member of FCCI in, in, in a way to, to access our, the majority of our materials. But, but we provide that in white papers and studies and all types of resources uh, to help uh, our business leaders run their life and their business better. It's a lot of resources. Talk to me about these uh, business leadership groups. You call them life-on-life life groups? Is that what you call them? We call them business leadership groups, but what's taking place in there uh, is life-on-life. Life. It. It's, okay. it's a group of about four to six uh, Christian business owners, and they're doing life together. They're studying God's Word. They're being equipped. They're holding each other accountable in love. Uh, they're even uh, thinking about how we can be missional in our life and our business, and finally they're bathing it all in prayer. And when I talk about missional, um, this is this is the amazing thing. Uh, it's not just about how do you run your company better and 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 people and all of that and investing in people's lives. Internally, it is also focusing how uh, can we impact the community externally outside the four walls of that company. And in our opinion, that community should not be the same if there's an FCCI company operating in that community. Hmm. Uh, it should be different. It should be transformed because the, we should be salt and light, and people should see our love and our passion and our compassion and everything else radiating throughout that community. It should be making a difference. I agree. I agree. So do you have any of those groups? I mean, I imagine they're all over the country. Do you know if any of those groups are locally here and anywhere in the Tampa Bay region? We sure do. We have some in Tampa. We have some in uh, Sarasota and, and Fort Myers, and, and we'd love to expand. We have some in Orlando, uh, but we'd love to expand in that area, uh, and we're looking. We, it's, these groups are kind of facilitated, if you will, by our group leader and a co-leader, so we don't burn out that CEO. Uh, they have a job to do, right? So, uh, But they are. we have a volunteer organization, and we have group leaders who are trained uh, to, to facilitate an FCCI group. Uh, and, and I tell you, it must be some value there because the average FCCI member has been a member for 14 years on average, and our longest group has been running for 32 years. Uh, you and I know a CEO would never invest their time 
in something that they're not getting great benefit from. Uh, and to have an average of 14 years uh, uh, membership uh, is pretty amazing. Yeah, it, it must be really meeting some needs that they've got personally. And and that's a, just as a CEO is a lonely job, you mentioned that at the beginning of the, of the show, just like pastors, and pastors are CEOs of large organizations. Exactly. It's a lonely job, and who do they get to talk to? They can't talk to anybody in their organization because everybody reports to them, whether it's the <laughs> pastor or the CEO. This is an opportunity for those people to get involved and talk with other CEOs and kind of share their woes with them and get positive feedback, help them to become glass half full people instead of glass half empty because they're lonely and frustrated and discouraged. That's fascinating. So how do people find out if there are groups that they can join? Do they need to become a member of FCCI before they get to find out about these uh, uh, business leadership groups? No, not at all. They can do that, but it, uh, what they can do is contact us at FCCI.org. We have a contact page, uh, and we will uh, uh, call them personally. We we don't want, we we believe in personal. Uh, we want to have a personal relationship with God. We want to have a personal relationship with people, and so uh, we we don't want you to go to voicemail or some uh, uh, thing. We want you to call us up or email us, and then what we'll do, we're going to personally return your phone call and uh, and talk through what your issues are and how we can best pair you up uh, in the respective group or leader, et cetera. Uh, and we also have envisioning sessions, what we call envisioning sessions on a monthly basis, where you can kind of come, kick the tires a little bit, take, take a look at who FCCI is, what we're all about. And then if you feel like there's a connection, uh, join us, and uh, we'd love to connect with you. That's fantastic. All right, we're talking today with Terrence Chapman. He's the president and CEO of FCCI, Fellowship of Companies for Christ International, found online at FCCI.org. Terrence, let's talk about this upcoming conference you've got in Sarasota. It's pretty exciting. You bring in leaders from around, are they only from around the country, or are they literally from around the world? Oh, literally around the world. And uh, 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 we've got them coming from Africa, Asia, Latin America, Europe, I mean, you name it, they're coming in uh, into the Sarasota marketplace, as well as uh, throughout the U.S. So talk, list out a couple of the speakers that are coming, what what maybe they're going to be talking about. Yeah, uh, we've got some great ones. Uh, I mean, I'm so excited. We'll have 22 speakers in total, nine plenary speakers. Uh, the theme for the conference will be uh, thirsting for righteousness. And as you know, Matthew 5, 6, uh, the NIV version talks about, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. And here are some ways they'll be filled. I mean, Walt Wiley, one of our all-time favorites, he used to be a chaplain for the Atlanta Braves up here. And he's going to have a his, – his top is going to be stay, uh, stay thirsty, my friend. <laughs> he's going to talk about how does a Christian CEO not only uh, compete fairly but actually desire more of the religions uh, or the righteous attributes of which the Bible speaks. And he has three takeaways he's going to try to drill home. Uh, one, for the leader to gain a better understanding of what it means to be righteous. Uh, two, to identify and, con- and conquer obstacles to our efforts to become righteous. And thirdly, to identify the steps to desire more and more righteousness. And then we'll have an inter- uh, interactive session to unpack that and go deep. And, uh, and then uh, we're going to encourage folks to develop a 30-day plan that they would implement 30 days post-conference. Uh, another speaker uh, everyone knows is George Barna. Uh, he's going to be presenting some amazing research he just mm. completed on the marketplace, and he'll be sharing the results at the conference. It's going to be some amazing stuff. Uh, we'll have speakers like Kelly Shackelford. 
and Kelly, uh, he'll be talking about religious freedom. And what is your religious freedom in the marketplace? What, what, you know, what, what, what's the law saying about that? Uh, uh, we'll talk. Uh, we'll have Sheldon Noyd uh, with uh, Corbin University. He'll be talking about what does it mean to prepare your life day to day for this type of work. It's going to be a great uh, piece to really examine uh, your personal life. Uh, one of my all-time favorites, Hoyce Schultze. And uh, Hoyce is one of the founders of uh, Rich Carlton. And uh, he's going to be talking about service excellence. And the objective of a company is to uh, not only just to lead your staff, and, but, uh, but to invest in people. And what does it mean to invest in people? Uh, I'm going to be doing a session on thirsting for righteousness, and I'm going to uh, really be talking about what does it mean to thirst for humility, surrender, sacrifice, and dependency, and how do we rely on the Lord uh, in our in our valleys, uh, even more so than our mountaintops. And so uh, those are a few, but uh, uh, it's just some amazing speakers. Also, I can't leave out Wayne, my buddy down there in Florida, Wayne Heisinger, Jr. We just call him Jr., and he's going to be talking about pursuing secession. You know, as you know, he took over his business from his father, and, uh, you know, he he experienced uh, real life uh, secession and finding fulfillment in the company that his father founded, and he has uh, succeeded his dad. He's going to talk about some amazing lessons uh, that he experienced uh, as a second generation. And then Chuck Bentley is uh, with Crown Financial. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, He's going to do an amazing talk. Uh, business from the inside out, and he's just going to drill home how to identify personal core beliefs that shake your business operations. On, or I can go on and on with these great speakers, Ron Jensen, and so many others. That's just going to bring them. They're going to bring the house down. They're they're really going to bring the message, and 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 uh, there'll be some takeaways that you will be able to apply as a business leader or owner. Uh, within 30 days when you leave this place. So not only they're going to hear speakers, they're going to have breakout sessions, but I know a lot of people in Temple are going, wait a minute, do I need to spend the night over there at Ritz-Carlton? Because I can drive there. It's literally probably an hour from where I'm sitting, about an hour and 20 minutes. Do they miss out if they don't spend the night, or can they get involved in everything if they don't spend the night? You know, they can do both. I think you miss the real purpose and the real benefits and the meat of this conference if you come and go. I believe that as much as we're going to have great speakers, great breakout sessions, great strategic sessions that I didn't mention, we're going to unpack some real key issues that's, that's taking place in America right now. In fact, the number one issue in America through a survey that George, George Barna, the number one issue that Americans are concerned about is the moral and value decline of this nation. Well, we're going to have a, a think tank type session about that, that topic. What is, it, what is happening? Why are we declining? So, so that's one thing. But I think what we miss, if you kind of go back and forth, and, and it certainly can happen, uh, is the, what I call the hallway discussions. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hallway discussions, you know, the water cooler discussions. I mean, that's where you're going to get to know each other uh, over breakfast, over over lunch, over the hallway, talking about, man, uh, how is this impacting your life? Are you dealing with these struggles? Hey, how are you working? Through? I mean, I think relationally, that's where it all happens. And that's what goes back to our theme. We want folks to have a personal encounter with the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God would be in this place from all around the world. Talk about corruption. Uh, talk about different issues that's taking place. And what if you want to expand internationally? We have folks you can actually talk to who's doing business internationally. So those are just some things. I would just say you might miss some things if you come and go.
We're talking today with Terrence Chapman. He is the president and CEO of FCCI Fellowship for Companies uh, companies of Companies for Christ International. Sorry, stubborn, stubborn. I can't even say it today. FCCI, the Fellowship of Companies for Christ International. Find out more about them online at FCCI.org. They've got a great conference coming up in Sarasota, the 18th through the 22nd of September, and I just wanted you to hear about it and, and really all about FCCI, the other things that they're doing. And we're talking with their president, Terrence Chapman. Terrence, as we close out the show, I, I just want people to hear a little bit more from your heart. You you wrote a book, Do Your Children Believe? Well, talk to me about that book that you wrote. I didn't get a chance to read it, but I got to read a few reviews online. Talk to me about that book and that passion that you had that led you to read to write that book. Well, Do Your Children Believe is due out February 7th. Uh, we'll be pre-ordering it in November, but uh, I'm, I'm so excited about this project. It's really a work of love uh, uh, that's been around for about eight, nine years, and the uh, Lord has put that on my heart. Um uh, Back when I was uh, really kind of seeking uh, this deep relationship that I explained to you earlier around the questions and the study of God's Word, as a businessman, I realized that I was failing as a spiritual leader of my home. I was succeeding in business, but I was failing as a spiritual leader. Now, mind me, most people would think I was I would I was successful as a spiritual leader in my home. My kids were new to the Lord. They were attending church. I was actually very active in the church uh, and and so forth. But the fact of the matter is I was failing as a spiritual leader. My wife and I went off uh, on a vacation like we normally would do once a year. We, we just talked about life on our 15-year anniversary. And she, uh, we, we came to a question. Uh, are the children prepared to defend their faith after high school? And this is when our kids were younger. And we said, you know, they're not. And so she looked at me and said, well, what are you going to do about it? I said, what am I going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? You're the spiritual leader at home. And she said, no, the Lord never had given me that role. My role <laughs> is not to be the spiritual leader at home. And that took me to Ephesians 6.4. Fathers, although he's speaking to parents, he says to train and instruct your children in the Lord. And that is really family discipleship. And I was failing miserably at that. I had abdicated that responsibility to the church and my wife. And I was succeeding in business, but failing as a spiritual leader of my home. And so I went back and was challenged to design a process to be to raise our kids intentionally in the Lord. And I wrote out a process called Charting Your Family Spiritual Course. It's a step-by-step process that parents can use to raise their kids in the Lord, to know who He is, to grow deeper in their faith, and to live a life of surrender. Uh, this course was uh, taken out uh, to focus on the family. It was trained. We trained over 100,000 families, over 30,000 churches. And so I've written a book on that experience to tell parents, this is how uh, you can train your, your kids in the Lord. But more importantly, here's, here's your role as a parent. Here's your role as a father. Here's your role as a mother. And more importantly, how do you leave a legacy for this lifetime, but more importantly, beyond and my desire is to see five generations uh, that I can impact through uh, this, this, this type of training and, and development process. It's not about the plan. It's about being intentional and having the mindset that I am going to teach my kids who the Lord is. Well, now, and it is a, it's a battle that every business leader Absolutely. faces. Absolutely. Absolutely. Terrence Chapman, I'm sorry, the show is over. We ran out of time. So I, oh, but I want to say thank you very yeah. much. And when that book comes out, if you want to send me a preview copy, I'll read it. And if you and your bride want to join Martha and I on one of our Together on Tuesday shows when we deal with family and relationship issues, we would love to talk about that book on the air. That Done would deal. be fantastic. Done Terrence, deal, thanks so much for coming on I Work For Him today. 
Appreciate it. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And if you want more information about FCCI, go out online to FCCI.org. I encourage you to join, to go to this conference. If you're And if you're not a business leader or owner, get your boss to go. FCCI.org. You know, I would love to invite you to go out to iWorkForHim.com tonight and join the iWorkForHim nation. Read what it means to become part of the nation. It will impact your workplace. It'll transform your heart. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower, and I own my own business, but ultimately, ultimately, I work for him.